Welcome to the Lobot Lounge, the gathering place for the gentlemen nerds. The gentlemen nerds are three entertainment aficionados who know each other through various media endeavors, getting together to talk about all things nerdy, mostly in the vein of film, television, toys, and popular culture. Many topics are discussed, so please be warned, there are the potential for many spoilers. If you like what you hear, you can listen to past shows on iTunes or on our website, thegentlemannerds.com. And now, enjoy the show. Did you know there's an entire chapter devoted to fandom disappointment in the Darkhold? That's the Book of the Damned. The sudden ending of The Sopranos? In Game of Thrones, Daenerys goes mad too quickly? Female Ghostbusters? Breaking Bad's Walter White doesn't win the day? Wait, the island in Lost was just purgatory all the time? Luke Skywalker became a grumpy old codger in The Last Jedi? Westworld rewrote the show when fans guessed the big twist? Wait, both Mandarin and Theatro are just actors? Samuel L. Jackson doesn't say I'm tired of these MF and snakes on this MF and plane? Where's my section sauce, Morty? <laughs> Fandom is not born. It is forged. It has no coven, no need for incantation. The power of fandom exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme. But it is our destiny to be disappointed. Gathered here in the Lobot Lounge to discuss the finale of WandaVision and the role that fandom feedback has in our very real entertainment culture are the Gentleman Nerds. To my left, Mark Finn. Hello, Your Honor. I'll be arguing for the artist. To my right, Aaron Diorive. Hello, my lord. I will be the barrister representing the fans. And I am your host, judge, and emotional touchstone, Joseph Botinos. Welcome to this very special episode of the Gentleman Nerds. Yay. Hello, everybody. Hi. How are we doing? Yes. We're doing good. Well... I, this is this is very exciting for me because we have gathered here in record time after the uh, finale of WandaVision. Uh, and, and ladies and gentlemen, as you know, there have been rumblings throughout fandom, uh, uh, screams to high heaven of disappointments and, and, and other reasoning people talking about, well, maybe they meant this and then maybe we should just go the long game and maybe Marvel's got something else in there, whatever. There's been, there's been a lot of chat, a lot of chat. Um, but what this is, ladies and gentlemen, is our way of examining the role of fandom and how important, or maybe not, it is to an artist who creates art. Um, this is a huge topic, and we are going to approach this as gentlemen, and we're going to present our cases, and uh, we will let you make your own conclusions as well. So, um, guys, can we just start with WandaVision itself? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, why don't we just go ahead and, 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 you know, address the very large, non-powerful speedster in the room, and let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about Fietro. Of course. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. The, 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 this is what pretty much uh, spawned the, the, the way WandaVision concluded is what created the topic for this particular episode. Yeah. Uh, we immediately started talking about... Uh, predictions, how they were completely wrong. And and yes, completely wrong. In this case, wow, were they completely wrong. Um, <laughs> and, and how a lot of that speculation 
uh, has driven, like it or not, uh, some fan disappointment with with what what we actually got. Right. Um, so I, I talked to my my fellow nerds, and I thought, you know, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about because obviously the, the the era that we live in now, with YouTube and and reaction videos and analysis videos and live viewing videos and prediction videos, um, this is a different world than than one even five years ago, certainly ten or twenty or thirty years ago, and I think that. This new era of, of media requires a slightly different approach with how these media creators present, come up with, co- conceptualize, execute, and present content to the fans. That's, right. This is this is the position that I wish to argue uh, in this in this particular <laughs> podcast. Yeah, uh, and I'm of the opinion that. Uh, Fans are only as smart as the stupidest YouTube video they watch. And, uh, and in fact, uh, there is no litmus test for getting on YouTube. Uh, as we have seen, uh, you, you can be, um, you can be the most, uh, non-thinking, uncritical, uh, disenfranchised person in the world. But as long as you know how to record, and upload your your video, uh, you can you can reach a lot of people, uh, and and this goes beyond the ninety six Easter eggs you may have missed watching episode one, uh, <laughs> although it's a part and parcel of that, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that uh, you are I think fans are not owed, um, they're they're you know you get the story that you get, and. I think if a creator wants to have a relationship with his fans or her fans, then that is that's absolutely on them, and it should be addressed on a case by case basis. There are some creators, actors, authors, uh, musicians who make a point of cultivating uh, an environment, if not a community, and. Uh, those that can do it are usually really successful at it uh, for a number of reasons. But uh, this notion that because this intellectual property holder here is very permissive with how we do our fan fiction, uh, that means that they now have to listen to us when we have a problem with uh, the stories. And it's uh, I want to be very clear that, that this is not a... a a concern against fans not liking something. Okay, um, I uh, I see uh, a lot of Trek fans. You know, just really divide. You know, there's always a point at which they shear off from the love of Trek into oh that show I couldn't stand. Right. And and here's the deal. You know, if you're gonna pay your dues like that, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in Trek fandom, then you get to not like everything. That's okay. You can yeah. just like one part of Trek. Yeah. And it can be the latest show, or it can be the earliest show. You, mm-hmm. You're not less a Trek fan. This is not what that is. This is that that sense of entitlement that comes from you owe me, or I think I know better than you do, and <laughs> right. uh, and and that is what I object to. It, it's uh, it, it's it's a tone in the rhetoric 
yeah. that that, yeah. uh, that 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 triggers me when I when I get into this. So yeah. this is my point. I'm going to take. Yeah, and you know what? And that's a very valid point, by the way. That what what you have just expressed is incredibly valid, and I'm going to actually defend that. But at the same time, I want to say that what you just expressed is probably felt by dozens of authors whose series have been canceled, dozens of directors who are no longer working, yeah, dozens of showrunners who networks will not touch. Um, you can see the pattern again and again and again. Are you uh, are you saying, Aaron, that the reason that these people lose their shows or their books or, or are no longer viable is because they don't cater to fans? No, no, no. Not, not, not that they don't cater to fans, but when fans react to something negatively mm-hmm. and that that feedback is ignored, um, you do so at your own peril. No network, sure. no studio, no big corporation uh, wants to have something that fans don't like. That, that is, that's poison. That's death. Um, How do you explain Rob Zombie then? <laughs> oh, I'm not, I actually like Rob Zombie, but that's not what the show's about. But, uh, but so let me give, uh, let me give some examples. Let me give some okay. examples uh, of, of my point. So, uh, there was anticipation, uh, like, like n- nobody had ever seen before. For the Star Wars sequels, right? You know, people were so looking forward to the Star Wars movies. There hadn't been Star Wars movies in in years. Uh, We were going to see the continuing adventures of characters that were beloved by people since 1977. And and, wow, my gosh. If Disney had played this right, and and they still made a ton of money, let's make no mistake about that, they could have printed money. They could have printed money with the the sequels Mm -hmm. but something happened something happened disney said hey let's hand these beloved legacy characters who fans have been watching and loving for decades let's hand it over to this artiste who has his amazing vision for the star wars universe and and it's so edgy and so daring oh i've never seen anything like this wow well there's a reason you haven't seen anything like that because it's garbage and fans don't want that mm-hmm. so when force awakens came out made a ton of money ton of money we got to see these characters again everyone was very excited wow this is building up to something and then we get The Last Jedi. Yes, of course, I had to bring up The Last Jedi. How could I not? And The Last Jedi is a perfect example of what happens when the other extreme, right? So, so Mark was talking about one extreme that I agree with, where you cannot just uh, basically send out a questionnaire to fans and then write your movie, project, TV series, whatever, based on what they have to say. Obviously, that cannot happen. And fans can get entitled and they can feel like if they don't get exactly what they want, then that show has failed them in some way. I agree. There, there is that extreme. But on the other side is the, is the artist who will, who will pursue his vision regardless of feedback. Okay. Mark Hamill was clear about how he absolutely hated the characterization of Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. There mm-hmm. are dozens of videos of Luke Skywalker, of, of Mark Hamill saying, 
I don't know who this is, but it's not Luke Skywalker. I right. disagree wholeheartedly with the direction of this character. But of course, that didn't matter because Ryan Johnson is an artiste, you see. He has Elan, and that Elan had to be shared with the fans. Well, <laughs> the fans smelled a stinky fart, and they didn't like it, and they rejected it, and they punished Solo as a result, which Solo actually is a good film, but Solo bombed, given what they thought it would do. Yeah, And it's not because Solo was a bad movie. Really, it's not. It is not the reason why. It was a direct backlash to how unhappy fans were with, with what they were handed in The Last Jedi. Right. So Disney, wisely, immediately went back to J.J. Abrams and said, oh, we, we, we got to fix this. We got to fix this. Fans are pissed off. Uh, they're not supporting our other Star Wars movies. Uh, my God, we paid a... A, a, a ton of money for this franchise what are we going to do well then they immediately went and it's almost like they did do a questionnaire and they retconned everything that ryan johnson had done yeah. in his movie as i predicted they would yeah and so we get the rise of skywalker and it basically point by point undoes all the stuff that fans said we hated that we hated that. We hated that. And guess what? The studio responded. Yeah. So so there's that. There's th the danger of that. Game of Thrones, another example, started out so strong. They were following the novels. The characterizations were amazing. The episodes were fantastic. And then suddenly the two showrunners got tired. They don't want to do the show anymore. Let's just hurry up and wrap it up, despite the fact that HBO was willing to give them more seasons. They right. said so. We're, no, you want you want two more seasons? Get to take two more seasons. But of course, they didn't. You know, uh, they, the 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 D and D did not want uh, Dave Benioff and 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 I forgot the other gentleman's name did not want to do this show anymore. They wanted to do something else. So we got the incredibly poor quality conclusion to Game of Thrones that we got. And yeah. what was the result, by the way, in both of those cases? D&D had another deal, another big deal for a big series. It got pulled. Yep. Ryan Johnson, he was going to be given a whole new trilogy, a brand new Star Wars show just for him. Well, that's not happening. Yeah. So you have to listen. I, I'm not saying every single fan's wish should be catered to. No. But fans are smart enough now to know what they like about characters and what they don't like about characters. Right. And so it really for you, you're really you're really kind of honing in on characterization. And, and in, in that instance, um, if you'll pardon, I'm going to bring up something that I had a hard problem with, and, and you apparently were okay with, okay. which is the inha the inherent change of the character of Kal El Superman in Man of Steel. Um, um, that the inherent change in his story, in his upbringing, in, in, in Jonathan Kent, which yeah. to me was like the slap in the face that you felt with Luke Skywalker. Right. I felt Absolutely. that with, with no. Superman. Now, you are 100% you are correct. So that was horrible to me. And I was like, what the hell? And they continued down that dark path with the Batman versus Superman thing. And then, because it's, it's relevant again, ladies and gentlemen, because now we're going to have the Schneider cut of Justice League. Mm -hmm. Did anyone ask for that, or did it? it did, well, was it just a way to, to put a, pull a stool under the cow and get to milking? It was. It was. I think it was both. Uh, the, yeah. There, there has been a vocal contingent of fans uh, who were who, who were certain that if 
if we could all just see the movie that Zach wanted to do, right. then uh, th- then it would it would silence all the critics. It would pwn all the haters. It would uh, it would solve the heartbreak of psoriasis. It would change. <laughs> Uh, it would change all of the carnations into roses. You know, there were, it was it was going to do a lot. I, I get and, I get the idea behind an artist wanting to do what he wants to do. Okay, right. I, I, I it will give him that. But what but I don't like, and, and what kind of irks me again back to Justice League is that you you it seems like you're you're really basically missing the point of the characters. I'm making an R-rated superhero movie where Batman says fuck and Superman wears black. Great. Right. Good for you. Right. Uh, but that's not that's not the DC Superman and Batman that it's yeah. it's really not. Oh yes, it's super dark. It needs to be dark. It needs to be darker darker. I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think it does. And by the way, and, by the way, Joseph, uh, and, and, and by the way, I agree with you. But uh, and, and here's why it doesn't bother me as much with Man of Steel, where it's absolutely bothered me with Last Jedi, is because Man of Steel was a relaunch. All right. Imagine this is almost like an Elseworlds version of Superman. It is not Christopher Reeve's Superman. It's not the Superman of the animated series or the Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. This is a re they are doing a new version of Superman mm-hmm. presented to fans uh, with a new take. Uh, a new direction, uh, new ideas, but still trying to keep the basics of the character uh, the same. Now, I liked that because as an Elseworlds experiment, I thought, huh, all right, this is interesting. I find this particular take, grim though it was, angsty though it was, of Superman to be something that I hadn't seen before. But it's not like suddenly they got, you know, Christopher Reeve to do this was going to be Superman, what, four or five or six or whatever. And they said, okay, now, Superman, you've lived long enough that you are embittered and 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 angsty and you don't like people and you just don't want to be a superhero anymore. And, you know, that to me, that's a betrayal of what we saw come before because yeah. it's the same continuous Superman. Right. Whereas, again, if if the character that we saw in Last Jedi hadn't been Luke Skywalker, if it had been any other freaking Jedi, right. I wouldn't have. It wouldn't have bothered me at all. I don't care that that guy was this grumpy guy that didn't want to be a Jedi anymore, and he tosses his lightsaber over his shoulder, and he doesn't want to help train anybody. No, that's great. That's a very interesting take on a Jedi Master, right? It's it's going more towards the old, uh, uh, you know, Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies where you have the grumpy master that didn't really want to train the pupil. You know, he just right. doesn't want to do it. Go away. Yes. Go away. Yes. And that's fine. That's fine. But it's not. It's it's Luke Skywalker. Only now we want the fans to go with us and go, oh, no, by the way, he's just seen so much shit, folks, that he's just he's just had it. He's just had it. Uh, that's where the betrayal comes in. Nobody oh. wants to see a cowardly Indiana Jones. Okay. No, nobody wants to see a sniveling James Bond. Nobody wants to see a goofy Batman. That, that's, well, all right. You know, so, so you're right when it comes. You know, there there is a different tightrope to walk when you're talking about an established character, and especially when you're talking about characters that have been around for multiple generations at this point indiana jones has been around for three generations right star wars as long superman uh six generations okay 
so so we're talking about people who have um, a vested they they've they've installed this character into their lives, and I'm gonna just say this uh, so that so that some of our younger people understand. Up until about 20 years ago, this shit was not popular. You did not have, uh, I, I mean, San Diego was big in the nineties because it was the only game in town. It was the, it was the place where we could all go and we could all get our freak on and let our freak flag fly. And we were, now, when you say San Diego, you mean San Diego comic-con, San Diego comic-con. Gotcha, right. gotcha. And so, um, you know, it really wasn't until, uh, there, there was there was a confluence of of things that sort of opened this up. Um, uh, it was it was a combination of of Blade, um, the first X Men movie, Singer's uh, first X Men movie, The Matrix, and the Fellowship of the Rings, uh, and the three year release cycle for. Um, for that, uh, shortly after that is when Spider-Man showed up. It's when Pirates of the Caribbean hit the screen. There was, there was several things that sort of popped up all at once and, and with it came this sort of floodgate. So up until then, um, if I had an opinion about Superman and I wasn't in the comic shop to share it, I needed to shut the hell up. Or I wasn't going to get a second date. So there's, so I understand that, um, that intensity that people bring to this. That's, and, and, and and I think as long as you're willing to walk that tightrope, um, there's, there's certain things that you can do and certain things that you can't do. Or if it's like a rule in writing, if you're going to break it, you need to know a, that you're breaking it and B, why you're breaking yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, can't right. just be the person that says, oh, no one's ever tried grim and gritty Superman before, so I'm going to be the first one. And I'm not saying that's what Snyder did, but, right. but what I mean is, is you know, it, it's you need to kind of know a little bit about the character before you decide to depart from... Right, you have to learn how it works before you can break... Learn the rules before you break the rules, right? Right. Yeah. This is what I'm... What I'm on about is the... Uh, the number of people who were were so mad uh, because they're because the things that they wanted to see happen didn't happen. Right. And 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 let me state up front that I was not uh, this 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 miniseries. So we're going to go back to WandaVision because that's something we can all like focus in on WandaVision. Yep did not have the kind of ending that you see in a lot of things. It, it certainly didn't have the kind of uh, uh, neatly organized plot summary. Boom. Here's the, here's the new thing. You know, Steve Rogers right. says Avengers. And then they go to the credits instead of him saying assemble. Cause we've seen the new team. We know that the Avengers are going to carry on blah, 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 blah. That's not what this is. And I, the thing I think I, I hate the most is the number of fans who seem to have forgotten the last 20 years or sorry, the last 10 years uh, that, that Marvel has been doing this. This is phase four. 
And it's not phase four or five. It's just phase four. So we know that there's more shit coming. And this is the thing. I don't think we got the ending we were thinking we were going to get from WandaVision because it's not, there was never going to be that ending there. I think, I think the show was a setup to do one thing recontextualize the Scarlet Witch. It was a, it was basically the Scarlet Witch's origin as the yeah. Scarlet Witch is presented in the comic books. And this was a way to to tell that very popular storyline using um using Agatha and the vision and and settling down in the suburbs. It, mm-hmm. it was a very it was a, it was a way to use that that uh those building blocks and shape this into uh, the Scarlet Witch's origin story. There yeah. was there was never any promise about a big reveal. They never said there was going to be a big reveal. And in fact, in the penultimate episode, it was Agatha all along. They so, sing it to us. They, they sing it to us. We get a song about it. So, well, see, I, so, but, so, but here's okay. Here's where I'll disagree, though. Here's where I'll disagree. I think. I mean, on the one hand, I agree that I think Wandavision did what it set out to do. Absolutely, it is about the Scarlet Witch and Vision. It is. It is. They know that they're going to have Scarlet Witch in a movie with Doctor Strange, uh, where a lot more is going to be explained. And and they uh, brought the Vision back to life. Correct. Correct. So there's a lot. Of, by the way, I really enjoy WandaVision. There, there's there's very little about the show that I did not enjoy. Yeah, me too. But but what what I what I think the misstep was, and there was a misstep. Okay. Was in Disney either in trying to be too cute for its own good, or in in thinking that they're winking at the audience, but they're actually giving a a, a middle finger to the audience, is to make story decisions that make no sense within the context of the of the narrative of the story. You're thinking but about make, Pietro, aren't you? Exactly. All right. But but make sense to us, the viewer. Because we know things that people in the show do not. Right. When when Disney sets that up, when the when I, I say Disney, when the show creators set that up, and fans go, "Oh my gosh, it's Quicksilver from the Fox movies." The fans aren't making that connection just for the fuck of it. No, the no, fans, no. The, fa- the fans have a reason to go gasp. It's. Pietro from the X-Men movies. Right. What does this mean? So when the story solution or when the story answer from the showrunners is, ah, not a goddamn thing. Here's the middle finger. He's just an actor named Boner. <laughs> that is a really missed opportunity, and it's a stupid thing to do. Now, let me, really let me count, I'm going to counter real quick with something, because once again, uh, Aaron, you were okay, to my recollection, with Snoke being just nothing. He's not the emperor. He's not the blah, blah, blah. He was nothing. He was cut in half by some lightsabers and landed in two pieces and a Snoke. And you were like, yep, sorry, fanboys. He was nothing. So you were okay with that. But with this, you got a little hurt. What no, but difference? see, no, but here's, here's the difference, right? Snoke was a nobody for a reason, right? They worked that into the narrative. Snoke was just a puppet of Palpatine. That's all he was. He was just a puppet created by Palpatine to mm-hmm. to specifically uh, manipulate Kylo and get things going the way he wanted it to go. So again, again, 
As an example, let's go back to Fietro. If Fietro in Wanda, uh, in, in uh, Multiverse of Madness, or they, they say there's not going to be a WandaVision 2, that's fine. But in some other Marvel property, in some other mm-hmm. Marvel project, right. we find out there is a connection okay. uh, of Fietro and some other alternate dimension. Mm-hmm. Because purely, uh, now we're talking purely narrative. From a purely narrative perspective, I'm writing this series, and I'm saying, okay, um, a guy shows up, right? We see him from the back. He's got the silver hair. Oh, my God. It's her brother, played by the actor that played him in the movies. It's Quicksilver. And then we get to see the reveal, and it's the guy from the Fox movies, Mm -hmm. right? And Wanda's like, Pietro? Now, suddenly, you have taken Wanda from a, a, a place of grief, where she's built this this fantasy because she cannot deal with the loss that she's experienced to a completely just insane, delusional, stupid Scarlet Witch who has no reason to look at this guy and think Pietro, who doesn't recognize him. There's absolutely nothing tying Boner to her brother. And she suddenly goes, Quicksilver, you're back. I've missed you. Also the fact that he's a speedster and looks... You know, it has silver hair and knows stuff. Right. I mean, there, was, yet, there was a but connection. Yet, but yet, the guy looks nothing like her brother. Physically, well, I, and, and physically, I don't think that that's the, that's the biggest problem. I really don't. I mean... No, no, I, but, I, I do. I, I think I, the casting I know you do, is exactly the problem. I know you do, but I, I don't... I, I, I'm with. I'm a little bit with Mark on this one, only because I was, we, I was hooked. We were all hooked. And we, and we were happily pulled into the boat to, to be shown that, oh, nope. It's not what you think. Once yeah. again, now I hate the fact that it was an actor because they did that with Mandarin, and that really annoyed me. I hated yeah. the Mandarin's thing. I just right. hated it. I thought, whereas, whereas ironically, yeah. I didn't care that the man. I thought it was hilarious that <laughs> See, the Mandarin yeah. was an actor because uh, I thought, no, the Mandarin can't be, you know, Ben Kingsley going, uh, um, the Mandarin. He just it can't. It can't. Um, I, I, so I, I wanted, me, I wanted I a like, real legit villain and not not a business. Right. Man. Well, and we're I, gonna get it. We're gonna the yeah. Mandarin is going to be a villain. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. So, so we're gonna yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're gonna so, get it. So, so, so here's what I'm saying. Let's say, just just for a moment. Let's pretend that this guy appears from the back. My God, look, it's Quicksilver, and then we cut his face, and it's Will Ferrell. It's Will Ferrell going, "Hi, sis, I'm Pietro," and she's like, "Oh, Quicksilver," and she hugs him. Right, everybody watching that show would go, "What the that's, fuck? That's what not is, Quicksilver. What is wrong with Wanda? What, right. Is she is she delusional? Is she crazy? Is there an illusion on right. him? Does he look like her brother? It's Will Ferrell. We can yes. see that it's Will Ferrell. Right. right. Why does she think it's Pietro? Uh-huh. So, so to me, that's the wasted opportunity. Right. The the story yeah. decision that Marvel made is worse." Than the speculation than the fans made, and that's okay. that's my objection. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't mind that it was a fake Pietro. That's fine. Make it a fake Pietro. She cast an illusion so that it looks like the actor Aaron, whatever his name is. You know, that's fine. That's fine. Oh my gosh, look look what Agatha has done. She's completely. She it's a it's a it's magic. She's using magic and 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 glamour, and it looks like her brother, but it's not. It's some out of work. Well, you know, 
Yeah, that, that actually was something that that we shared. I shared offline with you, and I and I'll repeat it here because I I think it's I think it it, it would have made me happier if yeah the actor who played Pietro in Ultron showed up at the door and it's him and my God it looks just like him and then at the end when um, Rambo removes his his enchanted necklace and and ends the glamour and it turns into Evan Peters then I'd be like ah yeah. <laughs> point, see, well played point, Marvel well yes, played yes already yeah. Joseph. Yeah. The story decision you just came up with is better than the one that Marvel went with. That is, that is certainly uh, that that's certainly a nice tidy story decision, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, and it would work just great. I, however, I I'm going to choose to uh, continue to trust them mm-hmm. at this point. They've given me no reason to think that. Well, and and this is the deal, you know. Um, uh, Mephisto uh, <laughs> is is absolutely the 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 Lord of Lies, you know, in this in this particular uh, scenario. There's nothing to say that the fake out isn't a fake out. Uh, right. It'd be a little convoluted, but uh, here's the deal: they they didn't do this on the fly. This was in the can. Yeah. So, so the fan, the fans going wild. Uh, there wasn't a way to really fix that. You know what I mean? Like this is all. This had all been done. I'm willing to think, uh, and I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that 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 this is gonna that this is gonna come back out later, because yeah, well, they, and, they. And I hope so. I hope so. And and by the way, I haven't lost faith in Marvel either. Uh, Marvel yeah. has given me the most entertaining films, uh, and they're just stellar. They're stellar. Even their mediocre ones are are, are much better than, than other mediocre movies. But, well, but Iron Man two. My, my, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody talks about Iron Man two. Well, or, I, Thor, or Thor two. I um, have a I have a point to make about Iron Man two okay, and Thor okay. two. Okay. Anyway, let me let me let me just quickly finish this point. Is it, it, it is because I trust them, right? It is because I trust them that when something like this happens, it makes me go, wait, what? What? Wait, wait a minute, what? What? You know. So uh, it's not that I think they have fucked it up. They can still pull it out in the end. In and in fact, the director admitted on a podcast on 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 um, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast. That they filmed a sequence with Pietro and and uh, 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 Rambo and the twins, you know, and Darcy all going into the basement and to try to steal the Darkhold. The Darkhold is sitting there. There's Mr. Scratchy sitting right next to it. And then one of the boys is like, oh, look, Mr. Scratchy. And Mr. Scratchy hisses and then transforms into a hideous demon and chases them out of the basement. They shot it. That scene is sh- was shot. But they cut it out because there was already so much they were trying to pack into uh, yeah. the narrative. And yeah. so we know when people said, oh, you know, you were wrong, fanboys. There's no big bad. No, that's a lie. There is a big bad. Well, there, there is the person that wrote the created the dark hole. There's there's the entity that is corrupting Wanda. There, there is a big bad. They just didn't show us who the big bad was. That's Mr. Right. Dierive, Mr. Dierive, Mr. Finn has the floor. Okay. This is, and that is certainly uh, I, your point is taken, and, but but and and I think you you put your uh, finger on the pulse here. Uh, of course, there's a big bad, but Marvel has to do its own version of the tightrope walk that I mentioned earlier, because they have the uh, enviable position of having fans in two camps. 
those camps are concurrent and they get along, but uh, you have one group of people that immediately sifts through everything that they do and pulls out the comic books from 30 and 40 years ago and go, well, here's the here's the nine things they took this from. And I know this because I biked to the convenience store in my youth to buy these comics. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm that guy. So I get it. The other group of fans, and it's actually a much larger group of fans than the people who were gleefully crowing that they spotted a thing that was first seen on the back of a Slurpee cup in 1977. The, the other larger group of people became a Marvel fan in 2008 when they saw the first Iron Man. And they didn't go because they loved Iron Man. They went because they thought Robert Downey Jr. looked hot post-recovery, uh, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Up until the – up until – really, by the, the – I had so many people coming to the theater to watch the Avengers – who made it very clear that this was their first Marvel movie. I hadn't watched any of the other ones, but this one looks awesome. <laughs> and then how do you say to them, well, guess what, Sparky? You're going to be really lost for some of this. Right. Uh, and <laughs> and, they, and I, by the way, so I would argue that those fans, it, it, those fans are not disappointed by the fact that every single little comic book connection didn't end up being true. Right, I think what, but, what most fans are reacting to are the one or two big story decisions that literally were like raspberries. And people were like, "What? I'm not that, sure. I think I'm that's what people not sure are reacting they, to. I'm not sure that they. This is the problem with the internet. Is I don't think it merits that knee jerk reaction. And I think you know, screaming for a four color jihad and issuing a fatwa against uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige because you didn't get to see Mephisto at the end of WandaVision is uh, is is ridiculous." It's absolutely ridiculous. Right. And, and because, although I haven't seen that, I have not seen that level of like, I will never watch anything Marvel again. I've seen more like, oh, really, Marvel? Man, really? You know, he's, he's just an out-of-work actor, you know, and, and, and fucking and, Ralph and, Boner. And this um, is the thing. He may not be. Right, right, right. <laughs> he, and so, he, by the way, <laughs> but that's where we get back to the whole retconning thing, right? Uh, any company that comes up with things like this, Mandarin's just an actor. Ralph Boner's just an actor. There's no Mephisto connection, whatever, whatever. You know, they they can piss off fans for a little while, right? But but they they really turn off fans to their peril and to their detriment, and that's what they don't want. See, well, I don't want Wanda. I don't want a Multiverse of Madness to be the Rise of Skywalker because now they have to cram in all the stuff that the fans didn't get. And we're going to get all this stuff shoved down our throat yeah. because Disney does. Oh, no. no oh, we're just kidding. Of course, Ray is somebody. She's Palpatine's granddaughter. See, it's all better now. Yeah. Well, so that's this, what I don't want. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's going to be the case. I suspect and this is simply based on what I've seen from them the last 10, 11, 12 years is that this thing will culminate with the Doctor Strange movie next yeah. year. Yeah. And and it will 
that may be the end of phase four, or it may be the first half of phase four. We don't really know. You know, they're being close to their vest because they want us all to be surprised. And sure. so, um, the, you know, anytime I do a card trick and immediately someone asks me to do it again, no, do it again. I got to figure this out. I got to know what's going on. You got, no, I'm going to figure this out. And they freak out and, like it's not it's not fun for me to do it. It's certainly not fun for them to watch the trick, you know, <laughs> but because they're so busy, you know, looking for the move, trying to figure out what I did, you know, yeah, oh, it just yeah. it kills me. And so the, the media has this expectation now built into it um, that, you know, this all has to make sense. It's all got to be logical. We've we've you've heard my rant before about uh you know, plot holes, uh, not being plot holes. Uh, and you know, th- th- this is all part of that same culture of, right. of, you know, I've got, this is how it's supposed to go because I know what the three act structure looks like. Right. And, and you're supposed to tile this up in the denouement, uh, if you're using a five act structure and, and, you know, while that's still absolutely accurate, Who's to say you saw a five-act structure with WandaVision when, in fact, and gentlemen, I think I mentioned this last week, we're going to have a new Marvel product every Friday. It's going to be like new comics day every Friday for the rest of the year. And and there's going to be four movies and uh, five. Four or five series, not to mention, uh, you know, the the interstitial making of things. There's going to be, um, you, you know, we're, we basically have two years worth of stuff to watch in one year. Again, fantastic. And and so I'm with apologies to uh, bit by Louis C.K. Give him a minute. OK, yeah. give him yeah. a minute. Yeah. You know, but see, but that's the thing. I mean, if if but uh, I think you run the risk there of saying, oh, well, no. Right. These predictions were wrong. But wait, they may not be wrong. And I think, you know, instead of doing, you know, what, what Joseph said, instead of putting a glamour on the guy to make him look like her brother and then have the, the necklace ripped off and he looks like just some Joe. And and have everybody go. Oh man, that Agatha! Wow, she really was doing a, a, a job on Wanda. That that story decision would have amplified. Nobody would have complained about that. I promise you, oh, nobody no, I, would have complained about that. I, I agree. Nobody would have complained about it. What I'm saying is, is that they didn't do that when there were so many other smart things that they did do. Right, makes right, right. me makes me think. That there's, it's not that it was a bad decision. It's that we're not privy to, you know, new shit has not come to light yet. Okay, uh, so you're saying you're holding out that it might actually mean something. The fact that they cast the actor from the Fox X Men movies, you're saying there is some glimmer of possibility that it may actually mean something down the road. Here's why. Uh, no, no, but I mean, is that what you're saying? Yes, and okay, and, here, okay. and and here's why two two things. One of them has to do with Greg Berlanti's Berlanti verse, okay. in his Crisis on Infinite Earths multi uh, episode crossover. Uh, I guess it was uh, almost a year ago now. Um, 
Brandon Routh does a turn as Superman from his world, essentially, you know, extending the Christopher Reeve version of Superman complete with theme song uh, and, and appears in the same uh, continuum, in the same adventure, in the same episode with Tyler. Who's he? What's it's uh, and <laughs> and they made a point in the show of saying, doesn't he look a lot like Ray? Or, or, or you know, looking at Ray going, doesn't he look a lot like, I mean, you know, that was absolutely yes. a thing that they did. And mm-hmm. it was, it was definitely a, a aimed at the fans. Yeah. Right. Uh, so th- this wasn't out of the blue. There right. has been a precedent for this. Yeah. And that show was pretty popular, that crisis. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, but see, uh, but that wait. is an example of how I think they could have handled that. I, well, your example proves that there was a better way for Marvel. And again, it may, it may still happen. It may still happen. There's a better way for Marvel to have handled that moment. Also, when with regards to Iron Man 2 and Thor 2, <laughs> uh, there, there are a number of things uh, and and in some in the case of Iron Man two, uh, th- there's there's a legitimate Easter egg uh, regarding the Mandarin and the Ten Rings that we don't know is an Easter egg. Uh, you know, we, we don't know that the flag behind Tony when he gets kidnapped is is the is the terrorist organization, the Ten Rings. Right. We we can barely see the neck tattoo on the guy in Ant Man trying to buy the yellow jacket project mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh we only know to look for it after the fact so what i'm telling you is is th- th- in the multiverse that guy could still be pietro in a, a, for a quicksilver that never died right. uh and 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 then at that point wanda would look at him funny and go and he'd go what and, and she'd go never mind <laughs> you know yeah. Uh, yeah, there's something familiar about him. There's something that there's right. something about him that makes her buy him yeah. as Pietro. Yeah. So, so now, you guys remember the short that came out after Iron Man two called Hail to the King? Yes, I loved it. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's the one where where the real Mandarin wants to meet the fake Mandarin. Right. right. And that yeah. and that to me and and Mark, your your thing about the about the flag, I I saw them, but I didn't think after the reveal of the Mandarin being an actor. Um, I, I just thought it was all part of this of, of the of the setup of the creation of the right. of the you know to create this fake character this this figurehead uh, so to speak. Um, but then the short came out and I went, oh, there is a Mandarin, right? Yeah. And I almost I, I I wish I knew the timing of it um, because that could be a foot in Aaron's camp and a foot in your camp. It could have yeah. been the plan all along, or they could have been oh shit. Everyone's really upset. I know. Let's do this. It, it, the, all of those shorts appeared on the on the Blu-rays, right? A, and and they and they didn't all appear on the Blu-ray. That you would think that would have appeared on the Iron Man Two Blu-ray, but it didn't. It actually appeared on. I think it was. It might have been Captain America. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a thing, uh, that, that was my, funny. My guess, by the way, is that they had this figured out from the very beginning. They knew there was a real Mandarin. They knew that Ben Kingsley was the fake Mandarin. You just uh, don't they, trust them enough to think that they that, cast him no, 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 for no. a reason. I, I, no, I, I, I do. What I'm saying is, is if Mark's prediction of, Hey, look, something may happen with this. 
If nothing happens with it, uh, then yes, I just I think it's a silly story decision. Uh, I, I just I, you know Marvel makes them too. They have they have silly story decisions. Yeah. Um, but if it does end up being something, then yes, of course I'm going to go. God damn it! Look at fucking Marvel. Look what they're doing. Jesus, that's great. Um, and, <laughs> well, and there's and there's lots of things that 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 Marvel knows because of the source material. Wanda being a Nexus being, her being the same, pretty much the same entity in every dimension and every alternate universe. So there's there's reasons why that should not be a bad story decision. There's a, right. there's reasons why she should she should see that actor and go. Huh? Yeah, Pietro. It is Pietro. You know, to me, and I, again, I'm just talking narrative now. I'm not talking. Oh, it's a little wink to the fans or whatever. Wasn't that funny? They cast the same actor. No, no. I'm talking about within the context of the narrative. That would make sense. Wanda should recognize something familiar about this character. Right. So that's fine. That's fine. That then that no longer becomes. A middle finger, yeah, I know you were wrong. It's just a guy named Boner. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a bad, that's a bad story decision. If, uh, oh, by the way, uh, All Hail the King uh, was on the DVD for Thor The Dark World. So oh, I can see where a, no, a number of people might not have have seen it. Uh, uh, right. But but And again, the you know, Thor The Dark World uh, ends up being something that has... Now I'm not saying that this had uh, was was predestined, but that movie makes has a lot more resonance uh, in hindsight of having seen uh, Endgame, and and it, and it watches very differently. And for that matter, so does Iron Man two. Iron Man two and Iron Man three both watch very differently now that you see what the trajectory was. Yeah. And and so so at the be- this is literally. Um, this is literally stepping off of go in phase four. They're on Mediterranean Avenue right now. They haven't even gotten to the first community chest. And by the way, I think that's part of the reaction, uh, uh, Mark. I think the reason why fans were so disappointed is because they had come to expect that level of, of narrative interweaving, well thought out, very well plotted out narrative from Marvel. That's what yeah. they had come to expect. So when they get a, hey, hey, uh, right. they, then, then th- it makes them go, wait, what? You're like, uh, really? So, I, so I think that's part of it is if it wasn't Marvel, God, I, I mean, I love DC, but if it was DC, people would go, yeah, of course they did something like that. <laughs> well, know? Right up until Iron Man was released, you know, I had to evaluate Marvel on a case-by-case basis. And certainly prior to the X-Men coming out, I had no confidence they were going to get the X-Men right. It's yeah. because for the for the last 10 years, we've been seeing mediocre, watered-down, uh, uh, bad uh, syndicated TV versions of these Marvel characters. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, that's, I, I get this and, and, yeah. and I've always said that, that, that characterization is key. Yeah. So, um, you know, the fact that we get the Scarlet Witch in with it, with the new costume, right? Right. That yeah, was which cool. I love, I love yeah. her new costume. Uh, got, yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that they get to basically reboot the vision, genuinely reboot the vision uh, which is what they, which is honestly what they did in the comics as well, which is also yes. nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so, and, and what's nice about that is the Sam and Diane dynamic starts over, or does yeah. it? You yeah. know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, which, uh, by the way, we've already seen that in microcosm, right? With with Gamora and Star Lord. You know, yes. Gamora is back, but it's a new Gamora. He has to so, start over again. Right. So, all, so all of this works. I'm yeah. what I'm saying is, and, and this, if I if I have, uh, first of all, and and just to get back to my point. Um, we're not owed anything by them. They're going to put out what they're going to put out, and you can like it or not like it, and no one's forcing you to watch it, even though I know there's a lot of people right now who are gasping and saying, but I have to watch it, because if I don't, otherwise it'll go away and never come back, and I'll be sad, which is not true. Uh, <laughs> but remember, someone Mark, else, that someone else will carry that ways. for you. That cuts both ways. The fans owe nothing to Marvel. Nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, right. so my point is, if you're going to be, uh, if you're going to be subjective, and and you're going to displace your aggression uh, because you know uh, the pandemic is making everybody nuts, and you want to lose your mind over a television show, go right ahead. Uh, what yeah. I'm saying is, employ a sliding scale. Okay, <laughs> Joseph mentioned some great examples at the beginning of this pr of this program. Uh, the ending of Lost, uh, the ending of The Sopranos. It to, I'll I'll punch him in the face if I see him to this day. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will. I'll I'll junk punch that that son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> you don't not end a show, especially a show where that you created where where you think they got the idea wrong. Show me that you show me what I'm what I missed. Kill him. Arrest him. He's your character. Do what you want. Nobody's going to complain if Tony ended up in jail. Nobody's going to complain if the feds kick down the door and 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 grab him for uh, for a number of reasons. Everybody watching that series would have gone. Oh, it was just a matter of time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but but to have have that ending not ending. Uh, happen and then be like, wasn't that great? Uh, you go pound salt up your ass. It was not yeah. great. And, yeah. and, uh, and and I I have not, I don't think I've watched anything he's done since. Uh, wow. uh, that, that offended me as a storyteller. It offended me as an audience member. You know, um, there's a point of investiture with all of this where yeah. you have to trust the people that are making this, that they're going to do um, enough of a job to get you to the next thing or get you to the end, whatever that's going to be. Right. And and I think fans would rather go into the weeds and talk about what they didn't like rather than talk about what they do like. And, and that makes it very hard to create. Well, if you Go ahead. Well, if you're only dealing with, you know, if, if all you hear is the negative right. and all you hear is the thing that you did wrong, you know, there's a lot. I've seen a lot of fan theories for a lot of things over the years. And my first thought is always, well, I would want to see that. That's stupid. Right. You know, but right. these people get mad yeah. because because it wasn't the thing that they thought it was going to be. No, no here's and, where I will, I will. I will err on Aaron's side. Real all right. Quick. Because because. What Aaron's saying is You fickle wench. <laughs> I know. I, well, I must I must be I must be impartial. This is my it's job. Yes. Um, 
Because in the in my in my rant in the opening, I did mention specifically the island and loss being right. friggin' purgatory all the goddamn time. And to me, that was a, an affront. I was so invested in that show, watched right. every week. I, yes. I I theorized. I took yep. pictures. I looked at drawings. I studied the rabbits. The, the how how much is the island moving to the left or the right whenever they yep. do that thing? The button oh, push. Oh, the, I was, the numbers. The numbers. I'm in. I'm in oh right? my god. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So when essentially all they had to do is put a big stone dildo in a hole to end the threat, and they were all dead anyway. Like we said in season one. And right. they go, oh, no, no, it's not that. And it's like, oh, yeah, it was that. Right. That, yeah. that to me, oh, my God, that that I, I was just beyond the pale. Now, yeah. other fans, like my wife, will tell me characterizations. We love these characters. We love to see them come to that conclusion, the spiritual church and the whole thing. And that was a, everyone was weepy crying about the ending. And I was sitting there steaming in a pot of my own rage. Yeah, and I, I thought, how <laughs> Dare they do this? Because because I was so wrapped up in the details. And I was the, so wrapped the, up in the, the money. The and, characters and, but, were all that carried that show forward for me. I still people when I when I call people brother, people assume I'm a Baptist. I'm not. I'm a Desmond fan, <laughs> right? Uh, and so that's the yeah, you but, know that's but, that's see, the effect is, a good show will have on you. But but this is what I'm talking about. That's exactly why I started out saying in this time right now. 2021, you can no longer completely disregard what fans think, what they feel, what they prefer. You you, you just can't. You cannot do that. You know. Gonna, let me let me tell you why I think you can. Okay. If uh, if Carlton Cuse and uh, Lindelof had not been interacting with their fans and pumping people up and trying to get people excited and and going to the message boards and and answering initial questions if they had just done what they were going to do and stayed off of social media and not listened or paid attention to what the fan theories were right. then they would not have seen the people going ha I bet you it's purgatory I bet you they're really dead it would have just that would have been more white noise in all of the other fan theories because you know this is a this is a scattergun theory right this is this is this is if enough uh, monkey shaped fans uh, type on enough typewriters uh, and have enough time to do so one of them is going to bang out the correct ending to a show that they're watching so right. that is and it's not but see I don't think it's not it, it, again for me. And for the people that I follow and for the people that, I, that I've heard from, it is not that they're wrong. They don't mind being wrong. They just mind being given something inferior. And by the way, fans can tell the difference. So let me, let me, let me just briefly use the example of the ending of The Mandalorian. Okay, I, I predicted that it was going to be Luke Skywalker. I said, yeah, it's going to be Luke Skywalker. And and people on Facebook are like, no, 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 it's not. They've already said they're not going to include any of those characters. No, it's not going to be Luke. It can't be Luke. No, no way, no way. And there is not a single person that I could find out there who said, God, I really hated that ending of the fucking Mandalorian. I can't believe that was Luke Skywalker. What a piece of shit that was. <laughs> no, that fulfilled every expectation that every Star Wars fan had. 
Yeah. And and it is it is one of the best endings of a series that that fans have seen recently. It made people cry. There was reaction video after reaction video of Star Wars fans breaking down in tears. Yeah. Because the the Disney gave them exactly what they wanted. Right. But they almost dared not speak it. They they were like, no, that you know, no, we we shouldn't hope that because our 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 dreams are going to be dashed. It's not going to be Luke. We already know that. Let's not even let's not even dare to dream that it could possibly be Luke. I said yeah. it would be Luke, and it was. Right. Um, and so it's, that's just an example of when the company uh, is on the same wavelength when they've got the same vibe that the audience does. And they deliver. There's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. Fans will be loyal. They will scream from the highest, you know, mountain. My God, we love the Mandalorian. It's the best series ever. We want more and more and more and more. And Disney starts printing freaking money. <laughs> um, but when it's when it's Game of Thrones, and they're like, oh, well, we don't want to see whatever show Benioff and whatever does next. We don't care. Look what they well, did to Game of Thrones. Oh my yeah. God, that sucks. Yeah, they yeah. all of their all of their prospects have since dried up. Uh, yeah. and I think it was absolutely directly related to uh, the fact that they uh, did not stick the dismount on Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, yeah. absolutely, and, I get. And it. so, and so, so for me, when I say that you cannot ignore the fans, I don't mean you know ignore the lowest common denominator. That's not no, no. I'm talking no. about if fans have an expectation and they're like hoping or they're like, oh, could this be uh, the the goal is not to say, no, you were wrong. And in fact, here, here, here's a middle finger for you. That is not the right reaction. That is not the right response. Well, no, and I'm not, I'm still not sure that that's what Marvel did with his. Uh, I hope not. I hope yeah. you are correct. And I hope I, Pietro ends up being an actual connection to the multiverse and the X Men. I hope. I hope you are right. Or Mephisto. this will be this will be your 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 <laughs> Red Skull lives moment. It's not Mephisto. It is not Mephisto. Well, I, yeah, am I Mephisto? Chithon, Chithon, however you say his name. I'm going to be dashed. My 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 heart is going to be dashed because it's not going to be Chithon, Chithon, however you say him. It's going to be Mephisto or Nightmare. Okay. By the way, through. your 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 constant repeated. It's not going to be, I really hope it is, but it's not going to be. If it is, do you still get to claim it? Yes. Okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. Yeah. I want to make sure what the rules <laughs> are here. Chathon lives. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the just... Red Skull thing, ladies and gentlemen, in case you guys don't remember, was a belief. It wasn't based on anything. Oh, no, absolutely. It was no, no was a Nostradamus it was just, it was, no, it was. It was faith. It was me going, That's I right. love that character. I want to see him back. He's coming back. No, he's not coming back. Come on. What? Where would they do with him? No, he's gone. He's dead. No, no, it can't be. He can't be. And he's a freaking eternal now. Good Lord. Right. In good heavens. He's cosmic skull. Well, but in I'm fact, that in fact, Joseph, I have some juicy gossip for you. Of course, it's all fan speculation, so it's probably going to be wrong. But <laughs> there is speculation that Red Skull will be returning in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, don't tease me. Don't <laughs> tease me. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, and here's the deal. It's speculation. I, this is why this is why I'm reluctant to to do this. Okay? Because I now I want that. Yes. And and I'm <laughs> right? not I can't help but be disappointed if it doesn't happen. <laughs> Even though 
I get fur collar purple mask Zemo, you know, which yeah. is just as good for me, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but now if I don't get the Red Skull, I'm going to be disappointed. And so this is where I think uh, too much of a good thing is 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 a bad idea. I, the other deal is this, and and I'm just going to uh, say this about YouTubers. A lot of them are trying to monetize their channels, oh, and nice. I think a lot of this is generated by the need to make clicks so that they can get their fraction of a penny per transaction or oh, whatever yeah, the thing course. is. And so it, 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 so again, it sets up a sort of a false, um, it, it, it sets up a false, not a false narrative, but, uh, but, but, but an inflated sense of importance. This is a YouTube channel. It's not the nightly news, but people still treat it like media, and and even though it's it's uh, it's self-produced media, it it nevertheless has the platform to reach hundreds of thousands of people, and and I see you know and th- and then and then that video gets picked up by the websites that are trying to do the same thing. Absolutely. And so so there's a there is a uh, a junk. Uh, ecosphere. Um, there's a junk ecology that that is that floats around fandom, like uh, like the plastic, uh, like the raft of trash in the in the ocean or the hole in the ozone layer. Yeah. You know, it's 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 protective, but it's also distorting. Right. And um, I, that's why that's why I I don't think. It's useful or instructive to take your cues from fans, and and the other side of that is is I don't th- I think fans would be a lot happier if they were okay with not getting a perfect thing. You know, not everything has to be wrapped up in a neat package. There's going to be some dangling threads. There's going to be. Yeah. Uh, there may be some things that that are never answered. Uh, the most famous being uh, in the Maltese Falcon. Falcon, who who killed the who who killed the chauffeur? Hammett didn't even know. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. And and by the way, so and, and I've said this before. It's the difference between. Um, it's the difference. Between, people rarely, rarely like it when you subvert their expectations. That rarely turns out well. People do not like, fans do not like when you subvert their expectations, but they love when you exceed their expectations. They love it. They love it. Not Hammond Chandler, Raymond Chandler. I'm sorry. It's, oh, the, big, it's the big sleep and it's Raymond Chandler. Yeah. I, have to, I, I had to fix that because I knew as soon as I said it that it was Chandler, not Hammett. I'm sorry. Please continue. Yeah, you, you would get hate mail. I would get hate. So, so I, think, I think that's really, it, it. for me, it boils down to that. I don't. I didn't mind. In theory, I didn't mind the Fietro thing, if it had been handled more like Joseph described. Then yeah. I think it's actually a clever. It's a clever story thing. There's a reason why Wanda believes it's him. It makes Agatha so much more insidious and conniving sure. and and smart. Uh, it doesn't make Wanda seem like a complete nutcase because she's looking at this guy that looks nothing like her brother and says, "Brother, oh God, well, is she like now just completely delusional." Well, this um, is this is the thing. This is this is what's interesting about this is the the, the ending 
of this se- of this series, Wanda leaving town with everybody glaring at her. Uh, Agnes trapped in the role she created for herself of nosy neighbor. Um, all you know, uh, Vision uh, reborn, downloaded, and on the loose, and uh, and Scarlet Witch making it very clear that she's going to go find her kids. I don't know how much. I, I, to me, that's a fantastic ending. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I like every, everything you've described. I loved about this series. Well, th- th- but there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of fans who are fixated on that on, on, on the on the one on the minor missteps in that one thing, and I just don't think that that merits uh, throwing the showrunner under the bus. Uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah. So, but and and expect you know th- uh, we're going to have this conversation again because the Snyder cut's going to come out here uh, oh, yeah. in a couple <laughs> oh, of weeks. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. and it's going to be the same you know problem. But um, I really, way, I'm going to predict I'm going to predict that I will enjoy very much the Snyder cut. This is my prediction. I'm going to predict that I will probably not see it. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to go into it with an open mind because I never wanted the DC movies to fail. And I never, I I was never rooting for him to fail. Uh, My, uh, you know, see, see where this is, this is where I think that, that um, character uh, history uh, it, it, I don't think it trumps the storyline, but I think you absolutely have to account for it. You have to, you have to tell me why you're not doing this. And because it's a movie, you kind of have to tell me on screen. Yeah. Uh, so, so what'll be interesting is this has always been a complaint and a concern from the defenders of Zack Snyder is that, well, he's never been allowed to show his stuff. And again, uh, let me just say, as someone who has endured a loss that I, I um, am uh, terribly uh, sorry for what he had to endure. Uh, I'm absolutely uh, heartbroken. No one should have to deal with that. Uh, the loss of, of a child is uh, incalculable. Uh, and, and so, and so my, my, my genuine uh, uh, best wishes to him uh, and his in his journey towards um, uh, his journey through grief and 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 hopefully getting out on the other side of this. So yeah. so I, I just needed to say that because I I don't I I sound mean sometimes when I talk about him. Uh, I think he got lucky with the three hundred. I think he got lucky again with Sin City and happened to fall backwards into two movies that had simple enough stories that they didn't require. Uh, anything more than a than a than a snappy visual interpretation of which he has in spades. Was but, it Robert Rodriguez Sin City? Uh, it, oh yeah, yes, it was. It, it, well, yeah, it, it was Rodriguez, but um, Snyder was no, producing. Right. Okay. Snyder, uh, Snyder wasn't in it, involved in it. Yeah, uh, you're right. Okay. But but right. those right. two those two yeah. were kind of on the heels of one another. And then he made that unwatchable thing uh, with the, the sucker punch. Uh, yeah, that is the one. Uh, it was a beautiful film to look at, but wow, was that a mess. Was that a what mess? About Scott, mess? What about his Dawn of the Dead? What did you guys think of that? Oh, I liked it. I liked it. See, that's the thing. Unlike Mark, I liked his Dawn of the Dead. I liked 300. I liked Watchmen. Uh, oh, I liked yeah, Man yeah. of Steel. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. See, Watchmen's another one right here. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and I, and it's weird that I'm arguing for this. Uh, I'm actually come, I'm actually arguing for Alan Moore who, uh, who basically never wanted this, uh, to happen, but they went ahead and did it anyways. The, in the case of, of Snyder on Watchmen, uh, he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. Uh, sure. what I'm saying is, is that, that, that there's been, there's been, uh, his career, uh, the, one of the comments that has followed him in his career is, well, he had to make some cuts. The studio didn't like this. Uh, he had to do, you know, there was some servicing that he had to do. He didn't get to make the movie that he wanted. Okay, motherfucker, you've got all the time in the world on HBO. It's going to be a miniseries for crying out loud. Yeah. Go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Dazzle me. Yeah, and, <laughs> Over a four-hour movie. That's, and, that's and, wow. And frankly, if... if and, and so I so I want it to be good. It'd be great if it was good. And and it would be the thing where I would say, okay, clearly he needs to be making miniseries and, and TV series because you know he needs the space to right. to, to develop the stuff. Right. If I watch a four and a half hour long extended director's cut with all this extra stuff in it and it's still scrambled eggs, um I'm sorry, but I'm done. Right. At least, at least with with the with any superhero thing, any DC thing that uh, he wants to be attached to, yeah. I think you know. By comparison, Berlanti and Jeff Johns, a person who I never thought I'd say this, uh, <laughs> have learned from their mistakes, and yeah. the last two things that they have have put out here have been exponentially stronger than their first two things. Uh, and, that's not true of Jeff Johns. He was the one that wrote Wonder Woman '84. Oh yeah, he did. Well, I'm thinking of Star. I'm thinking on TV. Uh, he okay, did, okay. He did. Right. He did. He did. Uh, yeah. He did Star Girl, and he was the. And he's an executive. Yeah, no, Star Girl's great. I love Superman Star Girl. Lois. Yeah, uh, I love Star Girl. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, he, you know, when it comes to Zack Snyder, and again, also, I'm approaching this differently because unlike. Uh, Joseph, I'm I'm not offended by Snyder's portrayal of those characters. I've accepted sure. that this is an Elseworlds version right. of those characters, and it is a darker, grimmer place. And and now that I'm I'm comfortable with that, now that I know that this is more like Watchmen than it is like Justice League, right? Then then it's not I'm not disappointed. Uh, and by the way, to date, to date. He has given me, Zack Snyder has given me my favorite version, cinematic version of Batman. Uh, better, I like uh, uh, what what Ben Affleck did as oh, Batman. Yeah. Better than Keaton, better than than Kilmer, better than than uh, you know the 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 Nolan. I I I, I, I like. I, I agree. His his uh, uh, Batfleck is fantastic. He's yes. I, Batfleck I, is my I, favorite. I think the two of you need to be cut off. <laughs> okay. You're insane. Uh, okay. And My by the way, uh, poor deluded child. Again, we're getting the red eye. Um, I know, I know. Not I'm a sorry. moment too soon. No, well, apparently not. <laughs> uh, I, I would, I would happily take running and leaping and roaring like tiger zombies over 
Well, never mind. That's, uh, that's the topic for another show. That's the topic for another show. Cl- All right, cl- clearly to be continued, yes. Clearly yeah. to be. But, but in this particular conversation, ladies and gentlemen, the court finds in favor of both sides of the coin. Ah, it's a cheap cop-out, I know, but <laughs> you know, i got to work with these guys. But regardless, yeah. I think the truth of it is there is a place for both, both for fan outrage and yes. for just sit back and trust the creators. If you don't like it, that's your. That's absolutely you're right. But it's. It, it does not mean, you know, that that they're doing it to hurt you, and they're not doing yeah. it because they 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 think they're smarter than you. They had a vision, and that vision is what they're putting on the screen. Even if they go back in time and tinker with that vision, it's still their vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 as we've seen, sometimes there could be more than one vision, and that's okay. Ha <laughs> ha! See what I did there? I, did. I see what you did there. The Gentleman Nerds is a Cloak and Dagger production and written by Aaron Diorive, Mark Finn, Ben Gibbs, Joseph Potinos, with additional material provided by the fans. Yes, the fans. Music composed and performed by the amazingly talented Ben Gibbs. Oh, a reminder, an Easter egg is something recognizable hidden in the background that is not called out. Catering by Black Phillip Catering, living deliciously since, ni- since 2015. Promotional material, logos, and the Gentleman Nerds mascot created by Michelle Fitzpatrick. The Lobot Lounge bouncer is Maximilian, and our special guest bartender was Mehmet Bay. He brews the best leaves. Our sound editor, mixer, fluffer nutter enthusiast, and intentional producer is Ben Gibbs. Our executive producer, and man we all pray never gets superpowers, is Aaron Diorive. The Gentleman Nerds attorney is Dr. Gonzo. Lobot Lounge sculptures by Walter Paisley. Andor? No one was Nightmare. No one was Mephisto. Doctor Strange did not appear. I am Spartacus. And Mark Farnash is the man in the gorilla suit. Web hosting by Bluehost. Tiger training by that bitch Carol Baskin. Join us in the Lobot Lounge when we next open. And please, when we can, always tip your bartenders and your waitstaff. We will get through this. Be safe. Be smart. Take care of yourselves and each other. Until Quicksilver is just an actor named Ralph Boner... Make mine marble. I'm Joseph Potinos reminding you all that yes, Red Skull lives and McClunky! Kathleen Turner. Yes, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. I love it. I love it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like give away any trade secrets or anything. I did have a fluffer nutter sandwich for dessert today, so. Yeah, yeah. Up the up the phlegm by thirty percent. That's genius. <laughs> mm-hmm.